Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner that has a product, service, or message that you truly believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind-the-scenes look at real-world networking and marketing tactics while leveraging LinkedIn to get what you have in front of many more people. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Networking and Marketing Made Simple and... Entrepreneur Rescue Mission. So we're doing another dual episode and we're going to be talking about red flags to maybe look out for when you're launching uh, a coaching practice, maybe a consulting practice, programs, um, mastermind of such. So these are things that we've experienced along our journey. And we kind of just want to bring them to your attention so you know what to look out for if some of these things may come your way and how you should handle them. So Nance, what's number one? Yeah, yeah. So the red flags, right, that are out there, um, you know, number one, uh, and in fact, there are quite a few, uh, but I think it's really important to point out that when you have a program and you put yourself out there and you know how much value you deliver, right? You know, it's a proven product, you're validated, you know how much you can offer, uh, you know, in value to that person. It's a big red flag whenever someone um, comes back and says, yes, I want to do what you are offering. However, uh, can we barter for services? Or, you know, maybe can, instead of me investing or paying, uh, maybe I'll, you know, do this thing for you. Now, in certain cases, right, you know, that might sound really good, right? You know, oh, I'll help you build all this out or, oh, I'll introduce you to that. And I, okay, again, it might sound really good, but I can't stress the importance of number one, not de, like not devaluing what it is that you do. And number two, it's important that the person work with you in the right way so that they're able to experience your program and the services that you offer so that they are able to get the best experience so that they can become a referral partner, right? If we think about the flow, right? The whole journey taking people through a sales funnel or you know a purchasing process, one, right? They're gonna go ahead and invest. They're gonna go through it. You're gonna knock it out of the park, deliver so much value. And the goal at the end of all of this is always, right? To develop referral partners. People are gonna shout your name from the rooftop who are going to help you continue to grow and get your business out there. But I think it's very important that we think about it. Um, and we remember, that it's important, right, for people to invest in you. Yeah, you never want to take someone on that's not willing to invest in themselves. So the fact of the matter is we've been in situations where people presented us the same uh, the same thing. You know, why don't you let me into your program and I'll do X, Y, Z in return. And that way we can scratch each other's backs. But number one, that's not fair to the people that have already invested in your program and have put skin in the game. But the other thing that does is it makes no guarantees for either side of the parties because the decision that you are making to let that person in to barter, it is predicated on them getting the results as if they did invest. So here's what could happen. You barter with them, they enter your program, and you know what? They don't decide to do anything. They don't want to show up to your calls. They don't want to dig in. They don't follow through with their end of the bargain, which yeah. means... The opposite side of the bargain, the thing that you were promised for letting them into the program is not going to get done as well. So everybody loses. So that's why it is so important. And I'll just, you know, Nancy kind of uh, patted me on the back the other day um, because there's a tact to, you know, nice, nicely saying, no, thanks. You know, we were presented an opportunity like this and I didn't shoot it down right away. I said, I appreciate the offer and th that opportunity, but 
that's not really how we work in, in our programs. Um, we want people to make the investment in themselves. We deliver on our offer. And then after you see the results that you want, we're more than happy to talk about joint ventures and partnerships and things that we can collaboratively do together that you can speak to based on the results that we got for you. I always tell people, no one's going to go to a restaurant that you recommend that you've never eaten at yourself. And I've had this come up before where people have gone through my LinkedIn virtual program and then refer other people to it. And then I have other people reaching out saying, hey, do you have a virtual program? I'd love to refer it out to people. Without even knowing. Yeah. But then I bring up the question, well, what if these people ask about what are your personal results from that program? And, they, and then you're going to say, well, I don't have any. It sounds like a good program. You should do it. There needs to be social proof. And the fact of the matter is, is if you give something that you have of significant value away to someone that, in my opinion, doesn't value what you're offering, they just want to barter, they're not a good fit for your program. So that's number one. Yep. Number two, you will have people that ask for discounts. Now, this goes along with bartering. Um for for me, there are certain cases and certain instances where yes, you can maybe, you know, there's some flexibility. You can shave some stuff yeah. off the top where there's still skin in the game. But you know, we've had people in the past ask for, you know, free access or a significant, significant discount. Which again, you have to think about a the value that you're bringing to the program and the skin in the game that they have. B, you have to think about the unfairness to the people that have had that have paid full price for the program. And C, you then have to think about, okay, if this person is really in this financial situation where they can't really afford the full price, maybe it's not the best time for them to do the program right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and also I just want to kind of note out there, you know, if you do have prospect, you know, prospecting calls, for example, and, you know, you book some calls with people and they're so fired up and they're so excited, uh, you know, when things like this come up, it's not a bad idea. In fact, right, you know, I sometimes have a little note card um, to have maybe some other services or things that you could maybe offer instead, right? So, you know, we call that either downselling or cross-selling or however you want to call it. Um, but for example, you know, if someone's like, it's just, you know, I wasn't sure how much it was. I really can't afford that. Is there any way you can give me free access or, you know, give it to me at a discounted? If you have something, maybe that's kind of of a step down uh, or a step or two, uh, that's not a bad idea to actually introduce them to some additional options. But again, do not discount your services. You know, you are of value. Uh, and again, it, it might not be the right person, uh, you know, who is obviously looking to work with you. Yeah. Now, the third and final thing, they're kind of lumped together. So what I want to quanti quantify with this, um, you know, Nancy and I learned a valuable lesson uh, in one of our launches, probably about a year, year and a half ago, um, when when we would open cart, people could go to our our website, the sales page for our mastermind, and they could either schedule a call or purchase the you know purchase the program right away. They can get into the the mastermind right away without speaking to us. And we learned a very hard lesson. <laughs> and that hard lesson is you don't want people having the option to just get involved in your mastermind without speaking first. So we moved that process to what we call an application process. So if someone is interested, they could still see the price of our mastermind, but the step that they need to take to get into the mastermind is scheduling a call with us. They cannot, they cannot 
get into our mastermind without speaking to us first. So they could click apply now or schedule a call. And there's a little intake form that they fill out, lets us know where they are in their business, what they're making, uh, how committed they are, the goals that they have, and if they're ready to take that next step. And this will save you so much time, so much energy, and so much effort in vetting out these people because you can immediately tell when you go into a call, if someone is putting in, in the notes that they're just getting started in their business, they really are not making any money chances are they're not going to be able to afford a high ticket offering that you have. So you could still take the call, but this is your opportunity to Nancy's point where you can then downsell them into something else. The other thing that you need to be aware of is when you have people that are that committed and they're willing to apply to be a part of your, your mastermind, I'm not saying it's a slam dunk, but it's a more likely than not that they want to be involved. But then here's what could happen. You get them on a call, you and, and Nancy is great at this, as am I, you turn it to them first. You guys have heard us talk about this before and you let them tell you about their business, what they're struggling with, what they need help with, and the specific questions they had about the program or the mastermind that you have. And again, when you answer all the questions, you tell them all the gaps that you can fill Certain things may happen at the end of that conversation. And, and obviously Nancy's going to talk about this right now and what you can do to overcome those things. Yeah. And in this whole conversation we're having right now, it's really applying it, right? You know, we're talking specifically about a high ticket mastermind coaching program. So, you know, obviously if you have a course or a program or something that doesn't require Requires. you, you know, people can book up, you know, that uh, themselves, you know, and then that's completely fine. So that's what we're really kind of zoning in here. So as far as other red flags, um, you know, that we have encountered, that we have seen, I mean, it's happened all different times. Um, one big one, and this is one that is really just like such a, I'm not going to say like hot button, but maybe, yeah, it's a trigger, um, is whenever uh, we have people join, you know, our programs or our mastermind or our workshops even, and when we ask them if they're committed to building their business, meaning, you know, this isn't just a hobby, you know, this is something that you're very serious, uh, you know, you're, you're absolutely in, uh, and people say that they're, eh. <laughs> you know, they're not fully committed. Um, that is a huge red flag, right? Because I'm not going to sit here and try to convince someone who isn't even committed, number one, to their business, um, two, right. To invest in a program where I know you're going to have to be committed because, you know, in a business, I would say to Scott, you know, building a business is simple as far as foundational and structure and whatever, but it, it is very hard at times, right? You know, that <laughs> things get thrown your way, whether it be clients or, you know, generating leads or putting the, the systems and the processes in place. It's not going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time, right? Especially in the beginning, it takes a lot. So if you are half-assing it, if you are just like one foot in, one foot out, I'm like commitment level two or three or five or even a, a four, you know, even like 20 out of 30, like be all in, okay? Be committed to building and growing your business. 
So that's another red flag, you know, and again, you can help to identify these people by doing something like an assessment, uh, you know, prior to maybe the workshop that you do or a masterclass. Uh, you can even do it in a feedback form after it, uh, you know, during the workshop, you can ask the question. Uh, but again, you want to really vet that out and you want to see how interested people are in building their business. Because again, if you are lax about building your business and you are just it's kind of cool and fun it's not gonna work okay so that's a big hot button for me yeah and I, I would say the one other one that i want to kind of throw in there um before we end today's episode is that you know with the poor decision making or the the uh not vetting enough out of the right people is going back to like the person that yeah they're committed they want to do this and then you get to the part where they start coming up with excuses and, you know, now may not be the right time. I need to talk to my husband, my wife, my significant other, the dog catcher, the milkman. They need to get permission from someone else. So um, a simple thing that you can do, and, and this is uh, advice that, that Nancy and I gave to someone at one point, it was someone that wanted to, to be a part of one of our programs and they were really interested, but they needed to talk to their significant other. And, and the, the the wording that they used is, you know, I, I have to ask my significant other. And I just made a very helpful suggestion as far as sales goes. And this is something I've learned years ago is when you ask someone for permission, instead of asking them to support you in a decision that you want to make, it's a completely different psychological happening. So if Nancy came to me and said, um, can I join this program for X amount of dollars? Again, that puts my mindset into a, a different place. But if Nancy came to me and said, listen, I'm really serious about growing my business. I found this great program. It is totally solves all my problems. I know it's going to help me. And I would love to have your support in me making this decision and joining. Those are two different statements. You you can hear the, the feeling behind that. And we gave this advice and they actually really appreciate it. They're like, I'm going to try that and I hope it goes well. But here's the thing. When someone needs to get third party approval, something that Nancy also says, well, we'd be happy to talk to your significant other if that would help. Because what people try to do is they don't know how to explain your program better than you. <laughs> so they'll try to remember everything that you talked about and things that you said, and they're going to miss certain things, which devalues what you're actually doing, which will make it an easy no for the person they're looking to get permission from. So it's always better to include that person in the conversation if they're open to it. Now, things have come up where they said, no, nah, I'm not going to ask them to join you on a call. That is a, a, a sign a significant sign that their answer is going to be no. And people will always tell you, this is the final thing before we end today's episode, people will always tell you what they want you to hear. They want you to hear, let me talk to my significant other. Let me get back to you on Sunday. Let me get some things together, you know, because we've been told that before too. Yep, totally in, just got to get a couple pieces in place and I'll be diving in in two days. And then you do your natural follow-up when two days goes by and nothing has happened. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to wait till next time. And then there's been other times where we've had calls with people. They're like, yep, well, here's my card. What do we need to do? I want to sign up. So having the application process, but also more importantly, looking out for these red flags is going to save you stress. 
It's going to dequalify people so no one's time is wasted. And I will appreciate we someone had booked a call with us one time and they were looking to get, you know, funding or whatever they needed in place to be able to invest with us. And they they took the common courtesy and they reached out to us a day before the call was supposed to happen. And they said, I apologize. The funding I needed for this is not there. I don't want to waste any of your time. Now is not the right time. Please go ahead and cancel the call. And we appreciate that because we're not going to get on the phone with someone and try to convince them to make an investment when they don't have the money to invest. So these are just some of the red flags that you need to keep your ears open to when you are interviewing people that are applying to any of your programs. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to throw out there that, you know, there's something called, in fact, the book, oh, Book Yourself Solid is a book, you know, that I was reading. And within the first couple chapters, uh, you know, the author talks about something called the velvet rope policy. And it's actually putting a line in the sand and identifying who the people that you want to work with, what are they all about? You know, what are their core values? You know, are they coachable? Are they kind? Are they respectful? Are they, you know, so really actually proactively before you can put your program out there into the world, you know, making sure that you identify those ideal clients that you want, right? You know, I'm sure we have all worked with people that were like, ah, you know, not a good fit. And pr I promise you, not everyone is a good fit. And sometimes it's okay to say no. Um, so anyway, hope you guys uh, really, you know, obviously enjoyed these tips. Uh, the other thing that I did want to throw out there, um, you know, it's important also in our messaging, right? You know, once you actually identify who that velvet wrote policy, when you're posting content, when you're putting stuff out there, whether, whether it be articles, blogs, even, you know, the lead magnets that you create, make sure that you include some of that verbiage, right? With the ideal people that you're looking for, right? If you are a coach or a consultant and you have a high ticket program like this, and you're really looking to work with people who are at different stages, there are different you know, things that you can do in different tactics. And so we're actually going to be teaching uh, a little bit of this during our simple content creation workshop uh, that's going to be coming up soon. So if you guys have not registered yet, uh, again, we're doing that soon. Uh, you know, you can click the link in the description. Uh, and again, we're going to really dig into creating the right content that so you're able to attract the right people in. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode. If you could, please support this podcast by hopping over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any place that you're listening to this. Leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you loved most and what you would like to hear more of. But also, if you would like to learn how to take your business to the next level, whether it's using LinkedIn or working directly with myself and Nancy in our intimate group coaching programs, you can head over to www.thetimetogrow.com or scotterran.net to learn more. Thank you again for your support, love and gratitude, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.